0: So welcome to my channel and I meant to post the episodes that I will be uploading here in a minute yesterday because I am starting to do a thing in the back of my Bible that says read your Bible in a year and gives you morning and evening readings and I figured if I read them and posted them on here then it'd be kind of like an audiobook for the Bible. But I didn't quite understand Anchor yesterday and I got onto the reading late. So today I will be reading two days worth of readings and posting them, getting them uploaded and everything. So I hope you enjoy and God bless. Okay, so for day number one. We're doing Matthew chapter one, and I'm going to go ahead and do this, the lineage separate. And I apologize for my mispronounced names. These are very, very hard. Please do not make fun of me. Just tell me what they actually are. Let's begin. The book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham begot Isaac, and Isaac begot Jacob, and Jacob begot Judas and his brethren, and Judas begot Phares, and Zar of Thamar, and Phares begot Esram, and Esram begot Aram, and Aram begot Aminab- Aminab- Aminadab, and Aminadab begot Nasan and Nasan begot Solomon, and Solomon begot Boaz of Reshab, and Boaz begot Obed of Ruth, and Obed begot Jesse, and Jesse begot David the king, and David the king begot Solomon of her that had been the wife of Urias. And Solomon begot Reboam, and Reboam begot Abiah, and Abiah begot Asa, and Asa begot Josaphat, and Josaphat begot Joram, and Joram begot Ozias, and Ozias begot Joatham, and Joatham begot Achaz, and Achaz begot Ezekias, and Ezekias begot Manassas and Manassas begot Ammon and Ammon begot Joias and Joias begot Jechonias, and his brethren about the time they were carried away to Babylon. And after they were brought to Babylon Jechonias Jechanias begot Salath Thiel. and Salathiel begot Zorab, abel and Zorababel begot Abayad and Abayad begot Eliakim and Eliakim begot Azor and Azor begot Sadok and Sadok begot Achim and Achim begot Elod and Eliud begot Eleazar and Eleazar begot Mathan Ma- Ma- and Mathan begot Jacob and Jacob begot Joseph the husband of Mary of whom was born Jesus who is called Christ and so all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations and from David until the carrying away into Babylon are 14 generations. And from David until the carrying away to Babylon are 14, and from the carrying away to Babylon unto Christ are 14 generations. Sorry, I lost my place for a second there. But that is the lineage of Jesus Christ. Alright, welcome to day two. First reading for today is going to be Matthew chapter two. And I feel silly for this, but I just realized that think the pattern is going to start with, like, or the pattern's going to be reading through the New Testament and the Old Testament at the same time. So, like, morning you read the New Testament, evening you read the Old Testament. Which is pretty clever. So, where we left off in Matthew was, uh, Jesus was born, and we talked about, or, it explained, you know, Joseph was uh, spoken to by an angel because he was worried about Mary actually telling the truth about, uh, carrying the Holy Ghost, but, but an angel came and told him, Hey, there was a prophecy for this. It's all good. Go ahead and marry her. It's, it's, it's supposed to happen this way. So that was chapter one and we are starting at chapter two. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from east the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are coming to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all of all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And he said unto him, or and they said unto him in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written in written by the prophet. And though Bethlehem in the land of Ju- Judah. art not. The least a among the prince of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall truly or that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child, and when ye have found him, bring me word again, and I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy, and when they were come unto the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense, frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God, of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed unto their own country another way. And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother and flee to Egypt and be thou there until I bring word for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt. And was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt have I called my son. Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, he exe- his exceeding worth and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem, and in all the costs thereof, and in all the coasts from thereof, from two years old and under, according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. So stuff gets kinda real after around Jesus' birth. King Herod's like, uh-uh, there is not gonna be any other king but me. So he asked the wise men who are traveling to find the find Jesus, like, hey, when you find him, let him let me know where he is, and I'll come worship him. But really he wants to he wants to kill Jesus. And actually, my grandma got me a little book whenever for my first Christmas that was like a story saying that I was the one who uh, warned the wise men that Herod wanted to kill baby Jesus and told told them not to go back to him. But anyway, um, so the wise men find out that, that Herod actually wants to hurt the baby, so they don't go back to him and tell him where they were. So Herod's irritated because I think he paid them. So so he doesn't have his money, he doesn't have his information. He's angry and he's thinking like there's going to be another god come or another king coming along to take my place. I don't want that to happen. So he sends out a, sends out an order to have all of the babies killed from age 2 and younger. Luckily a or in in the land of Judea um, but luckily, an angel had come to Joseph and said, hey, when you guys get ready to head back home, don't go home. Go to Egypt and hide out there and, and keep the baby safe because Her- Herod wants to destroy him. And so Joseph takes them to Egypt and hides out there. And the angel's like, I'll let you know whenever it's good to come back. And so that's where we're at. Then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremy the prophet, saying, In Ramah was there a voice heard, lamentation, and weeping, and great mourning. Rachel weeping weeping for her children, and would not be comforted, because they are not. But when Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeareth in a dream to Joseph in Egypt saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother, and go into the land of Israel, for they are dead which sought the young child's life. Okay, so it's prophesized um it's prophesized that number one, a woman's going to cry and mourn over her children, Rachel, because they they died, and that's how this happened. Herod has all of, has all the babies killed. Um, and then there's also a prophecy saying that, um, the Lord, the Lord said that out of Egypt, Egypt have I called my son. And, and so when Joseph flees to Egypt and then is called back out, that's, that's whenever, um, you know, Jesus being with him, that's when Jesus is called out of Egypt, God's son. So anyway, he, he arose and took the young child and his mother and came into the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus, Arcalius it's a name, <laughs> did reign in Judea in the room of his father Herod, he was afraid to go thither. So to go there, notwithstanding. ...being warned of God in a dream, he turned aside into the parts of Galilee. So he was going to go back home, but uh, Herod's son was still there. And so I think he was warned that it wasn't the best thing to do. And so he went to Galilee instead. And he came and dwelt in a city called Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophets... He shall be called a Nazar- a Nazarene. Okay, so that is chapter two. Oh, things get a little little hairy for Merith, Joseph, and Jesus. They do a little bit of traveling to stay safe, and on their way back home, they figure that they can't go home. They have to find a new home. And so they set up set up settlement in, in Nazareth of Galilee. And that is chapter 2. Okay, so... Chapter 2... Um, Matthew chapter 2 makes me think about a few different things. Um, number 1... Like, you see, you know, Joseph's faith is amazing in chapter one, because I mean, his situation's pretty interesting. I mean, he's got, he's got a young girl that he's intended to marry and engaged to and find that, finds out that she's pregnant. Like most people would assume that she slept with someone and and she would have been punished for it. Like whether it was, I, I really don't know all of the punishments at that time. I know that, that I think Mary Magdalene was going to be stoned to death because she, I think she was an adulterer and, and that's, I mean, that's that's pretty severe. And, and so his choice to not do that and instead, you know, keep things a secret and trust in her and believe what she has to say shows kind of what, like, love really is, you know? and And it can be seen as kind of, like, naive. But at the same time, it's good that he was naive, if that's how you want to put it. Um, but then it's also great that, you know, he had the angel to come and say, you know, this is, she's telling the truth. Like she's, she's not lying to you. You did the right thing. And then throughout chapter two, he follows the words of the angels every single time. Like his faith in God just stays strong. And I, I read something, I think it was in an Advent, uh, book that I, I read through the Christmas season that talked about Joseph and how he does not have any talking lines throughout the book whatsoever. He has no dialogue, but he shows so much faith in God by believing what these angels tell him and, and, and um, and just doing it like, like following what God asks from him immediately without question. And I think that's, that's really, really cool. And then also I took a cute little, like, kind of like a message from, or a life lesson from, from the end, whenever um, they can finally leave from Egypt and start heading home, and they find out that they can't go home. And sometimes that, that, that happens in life. Sometimes you, you go somewhere or, or make a change in your life expecting to come back to where you had been before. And you do all this stuff and and you, you make these changes or you visit these places and you experience these new things and you start on your way back to before. And you realize that you don't belong there anymore. You can't go there anymore. It's not the right place for you. And a lot of people will get lost at that point. They, they won't know what to do. You'll, you'll sit there wondering, what next? You know, what am I supposed to do? Because it, it's like your comfort is gone. You know, your, you've, your home is gone. And they went to Galilee and, and went to Nazareth. And it was prophesized that Jesus was going to be a, a Nazarene. And so, you know, when you get to that point where you can't go home, it's okay because you weren't supposed to go back to before. You, you lived the, this life, you traveled these places, you went and did these things and, and something changed in you, making that, that original place no longer fit. So now it's time for you to just pick somewhere else, pick somewhere that is fit for you and it's okay to let that part go. And that was just something that kind of popped in my mind when I was reading that. So if you're if you're in a time in your life like that, I find myself in that place a lot, especially right now and over the past few years because I've been trying to make a lot of changes in myself and find a little bit more of who I am and who I want to be. And and being reminded that it's okay not to go back is is something that that we forget sometimes. So even though it may seem comfortable and it may seem like it's where you want to be, maybe the before or the original destination or or home isn't where you're supposed to be. Maybe, maybe you're supposed to find somewhere else and move on to the next thing. Okay, so the second reading for day two is going to be Genesis 4, 5 and 6. We're gonna head on into chapter four. But actually let's do a quick recap. Um, God created the God created light on the first day. Um, on the second day he created the heavens and the earth. On the third day, he created um, the oceans and land itself and vegetation. Then on the fourth day, he created the moon. Or he created day and night, and then he made the sun and the moon. Then on the Fourth day, oh, wait, I got a little confused. Yeah, the fourth day, he made day and night, sun sun and stars and moon and everything. On the fifth day, he made fish and, um, birds. And the fifth day, that was the fifth day. And the sixth day, he made man and things that live on land. And then there was... Adam and Eve, um, Eve ate the apple after being told to by the serpent, and she agreed, and then she gave it to Adam, and God found out that they had and wasn't very happy with them, and they each got their own little curse and were sent from the Garden of Eden. So now we start chapter four. And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and they conceived and bare Cain, and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And and the reason they named him Cain was because it, Cain means to get, so they said, I have gotten a man from the Lord, so they named him to get Cain. And she again bare his brother Abel, and Abel was a keeper of the sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground, and in process of time it came to pass that Cain brought the fruit of the ground in offering unto the Lord, and Abel, he also brought the first things of his flock and of the fat thereof, and the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering, but unto Cain and to his offerings he had not respect, and Cain was very wroth, or very angry, and his countenance fell. Here's a question um, that might get answered here in a second, but if, if Cain's job is to tend the ground, that's what he has, like, that's all he has. And if Abel's is to tend the sheep, then he has sheep, so why is Cain's offering not good enough? Like maybe maybe he just took like the the dead fruit. I don't know. We'll we'll see. If anyone knows that, please explain it to me, because it's a little a little confusing at the moment. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou angry wroth, and why is thy countenance? fallen if thou dost well shalt thou not be accepted and if thou dost not well sin lieth at the door and thou shalt see shall be his and unto thee shall be his desire and thou shalt rule over him if thou dost well thou shalt thou not be accepted And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. So maybe Cain just wasn't, like, giving the best that he could give. And Cain talked with Abel his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and slew him. So, the Lord just said, hey, if you're doing right you'll be praised. If you're not doing right, then you won't be praised. So that explains that. Cain must have not been doing right. So anyway, the Lord just says, like, why are you angry? You know, if if you're not happy and you're not doing well, then you need to be careful because sin's waiting to take its place like like you are creating the perfect ground for something bad to happen so what does cain go out and do he goes out and kills his brother the first murder (laughs) and the lord said unto cain where is abel thy brother and he said i know not am i my brother's keeper and he said what hast thou done the voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. And now art thou cursed from the earth, which hath opened her mouth to receive thy brother's bro- blood from thy hand. When thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. A fugitive and a vegabound shalt thou be a vagabond, so <laughs> that'll be in the earth, so, yeah, and Cain said unto the Lord, my punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, thou hast driven me out this day from the face of the earth, and from thy face shall I be hid. I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond in the earth, and it shall come to pass that every one that findeth me shall slay me. And the Lord said unto him, Therefore whosoever slayeth Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord since set. A mark on Cain, lest any finding him should kill him. And Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of Eden. And Cain knew his wife, and he conceived and bare Enoch. And he builded a city, and called the name of the city after the name of his son Enoch. And unto Enoch was born. Irad, and Irad begat Methusel, and Methusel begat how many are these? Okay, and uh, Lamech, and Lamech took on to him two wives the name of one was Adah, and the name of the other Zillah, and Adah bare Jubal he was the father of such as dwell in tents and of such have cattle and his brother's name was was or there's jubal and jubal he was the father of all such as handle and harp and organ and zilla she also bare to Balkane, an instructor of every artificer artificer in brass and iron, and the sister of tubal was Nama. And Lamech said unto his wives, Ada and Zilhah, Hear my voice, ye wives of Lamech, hearken unto my speech, for I have slain a man in my wandering, and found a young man to my hurt. If Cain shall be avenged sevenfold, Truly, Lamech seventy and sevenfold. A- and Adam knew his wife again, and she bare a son, and called his name Seth. For God said, She hath appointed me another seed, instead of Abel, whom Cain slew. And to Seth, to him also, there was born a son, and he called his name Enos. Then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. And was chapter 4. The lineage, I guess, coming from uh, Adam and Eve and, and from Cain. And I think Seth is, is the good guy here. Because his son began to call upon men in the name of the Lord and gather followers of God to go in us all right chapter five is a book of generations so lots and lots of names please bear with me this is the book of generations of adam in the day that the god created in the likeness or that god created man in the likeness of god made he the ma- male and female created he them and blessed them and called their name Adam in the day when they were created. And Adam lived a hundred and thirty years and begat a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name Seth. The days of Adam after he had begotten Seth were eight hundred years and he begat sons and daughters. And all the days that Adam lived were nine hundred and ninety and thirty years and he died. And Seth lived a 105 years and begot Anos, and Seth lived, after he begot Anos, 807 years and begot sons and daughters. And all the days of Seth were 912 years, and he died. And Anos lived 90 90- Years and begot Canaan, and Enos lived after he begot Canaan eight hundred and fifteen years and begot sons and daughters, and all the days of Enos were nine hundred and five years, and he died. And Canaan lived seventy years and began and begat Mahalaleel, and Canaan lived after he begot Mahalaleel eight hundred and forty years and begot sons and daughters, and all the days of Canaan were nine hundred and ten years, and he died. And Mahalaleel lived sixty and five years, and begot Jared, unlike <laughs> in this nine and ten and six and five. And Mahalaleel lived after he begot Jared eight hundred and thirty years, and begot sons and daughters. And all the days of Mahalaleel were eight hundred ninety and five years, and he died. And Jared lived a hundred sixty and two years, and and he begot Enoch. And Jared lived after he begot a Enoch, eight hundred years, and begot sons and daughters, and all the days of Jared were nine hundred sixty and two years, and he died. And Enoch lived sixty and five years, and begot Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begot Methuselah three hundred years, and begat sons and daughters, and all the days of Enoch were three hundred sixty and five years. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God had him for God took him so he walked with God and I guess he didn't die no never mind yeah yeah I don't think he he died he just went with God somewhere and Methuselah lived a hundred and hundred eighty and seven years and begot Lamech and Methuselah lived after he got begot Lamech seven hundred eighty and two years And begot sons and daughters and all the days of Methuselah were nine hundred sixty and nine years and he died and Lamech lived on 102 years and he begot a son. So Lamech begot Noah, so he called his name Noah saying this same shall come comfort us concerning our work and toil of our hands because of the ground which the Lord hath cursed and Lamech lived after he begot Noah 590 and 5 years, and begot sons and daughters. And all the days of Lamech were 770 and 7 years, seven, 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 and he died. And Noah was 500 years, and Noah begot Shem, Ham, and Japheth. So that is Genesis chapter 5. A uh, bunch of names, bunch of generations, and it brings us to Noah. And... I feel like most people know about Noah's Ark, so I think things are going to get interesting again. Okay, so chapter 6, Genesis chapter 6. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them. And the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, "My spirit shall not always strive, in strive with man, for that he also is flesh. Yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years." I'm wondering, is that how many like years? No, because there was already not that many. Is there anyone on earth that's over a hundred and twenty years old? Just if anyone wants to Google that real quick, let me know. There were grains in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men which were of old men of renown. <laughs> and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thought of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth. And it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man who I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air for Ah, for it repenteth me that I have made them. So God's, like, sorry that he did this. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was just a man, and perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with God, and and Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Rooms shalt thou make in the ark, and shalt pitch it within and without with pitch. And this is the fashion which thou shalt make of the length of the ark shall be three hundred cubits, and breadth if fifty cubits, and height of, of it thirty cubits. A window shalt thou make at the ark, and in a cubit shalt thou finish it above, and the door of the ark shall set in the side thereof, with lower, second, and third stories, shalt thou make it. And behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth, I destroy all flesh, where in this the breath of life from under heaven and everything that is in the earth shall die but with thee I establish my covenant and thou shalt come unto the ark thou and thy sons and thy wife and thy wife's sons with thee and of every living thing of all flesh two of every sort shall bring into the ark to keep them alive with thee they shall be male and female of fowls after their kind and of cattle after their kind of every creeping thing of the earth after his kind two of every sort shall come unto thee to keep them alive and take thou unto thee of all food that is eaten and thou shalt gather it to thee and it shall be for food for thee and for them Thus did Noah according to all that God commanded so did he commanded him, so did he. The book of Noah really, really interests me because like number one, there's like the specific measurements are written in the Bible, so I kinda wanna be like, well guess what? I gotta go make an ark now because I know what I need to do. Um <laughs> Uh, and then also, uh, there's a movie, and I think it's called Noah. It's fantastic. I hate that I can't remember the name of the actor in it right now, but he he also plays in a, in a live-action version of Robin Hood, but, but not the comedy. Um, and, and it, it, it really highlights, like, Noah's struggle of knowing that man is wicked, and... And fearing it happening again, and so I really think that you should totally Google Noah um, and see if you can find the live action one. He's he's got a very uh I think I, I think it has Emma Watson in it too. I think that it has Emma Watson in it. I want to say it does, but um yeah, it, it really depicts like his struggle of like dealing with the fact that man man is wicked and and the like. It's kind of cute you see the the pictures of like all oh, the Noah's Ark with the animals in it. I had a lamp that that ha- that was ceramic that had the animals in it and it was all like cartoony and cute and, and all that. But if you think about the actual like time um, before the Noah building the ark and and what civilization was like then for things to be so bad that god was like every man woman and child on this planet is wrong Dis- like disgusting corrupt like for god to to be sorry for his own creation of life i mean that's a big thing like things had to have gone terribly wrong um and some of that is is depicted uh in the movie and uh, there's a point where i think a a mother and father feed like not feed their child looks like they're feeding their child to somebody but but give their child over to like rapists to get food and i mean that's insane and i honestly think that there's stuff like that going on in the world right now um but anyway yeah so so you know there's there's a big struggle struggle that noah has to deal with number one i mean he's got to build this giant Arc like that's (laughs) that's a task there and then you know worry about getting all the animals in and and that takes a lot of faith to be like okay i'm gonna dedicate my life to building this giant boat and just expect to get these animals in there somehow and them not eat each other while we're in there or us and yeah, God got it. let's let's go with that. You know, like that that's that's a lot to uh, to do. That's a lot of faith to show to 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 perform those actions and follow through with it. So so I feel like Noah's story is, is is' just a show that like your faith in God will keep you safe always. I mean, he he was the last him and his family were the last people that were allowed to live on the entire planet. Um, because they followed God, because they loved Him, because they believed in Him, and, and and had faith. So I think it's really cool. But those are just my little thoughts about the Book of Noah. I've known it for for many many years. I've grew up hearing it, and and that movie really did have a have a big impact. I think it's it's called Noah, and I think it has Emma Watson in. Look it up, watch it. You know, I always take everything with a grain of salt because you know reenactments, interpretations, always different. It's best to read the book for yourself um but i really did enjoy enjoy that movie a lot it brought in a different perspective than the one that i had had as a kid of this like innocent thought of just these animals going in together no harm done everything's all right things are just a little bad and god was like no we don't like this let's start over so it's it's intense but check it out and i hope you guys enjoyed today's reading See you tomorrow.